Good Tuesday morning, everybody. Just past 9 o'clock. Time now for another update with the Milford COVID Volunteer Task Force. We've got the mayor of Milford, Sean Strube, with us and Dr. Doug Mannion with us. Gentlemen, good morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, here we sit on this April 7th. Uh, another chat with you guys. Find out what's happening in Pike County with the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Sean, real quick, a quick overview of what your group is doing. So we're active in a bunch of different uh, areas. Uh, we're, we have a large group making masks, um, do-it-yourself masks and face coverings and distributing them to uh, healthcare workers, to uh, nursing homes, to first responders, and, and just to individuals who uh, need them and, and don't have them. Um, we're, uh, we put together a great resource. It's on the milfordborough.org website that is a connection to all sorts of different social services and information on how to apply for eligibility with the food pantries and, uh, and other uh, sorts of assistance. Uh, and we are active with creating programming online, uh, usually using the Zoom platform, to keep people connected. Uh, even though we are socially isolating, we call that uh, physically isolating or distancing, uh, uh, we are social creatures and we need to stay in touch with each other. So we're doing things ranging from the Zoom sessions with the Garden Club to this Thursday, Milford Borough Police Chief Matt McCormick is doing story time and he's going to be reading a, a story to young children on Thursday evening. So it's a variety of different things. And then, of course, the fundraising for the Milford COVID Relief Fund. Okay, excellent. All right, Sean, thank you so much. All right, gentlemen, here we are. April 7th, uh, just past 9 o'clock. Uh, where are we at? How are things in Pike County? Sean, why don't you go ahead? Oh, sorry. I didn't realize we were starting. Yes, things in Pike County were uh, the Milford COVID Relief Fund, our fundraising effort, is underway to raise money to support the food pantries and uh, other uh, nonprofit organizations that need our help right now uh, in order to help our community. Um, we have our Facebook page, our Milford COVID uh, volunteer task force Facebook page which is a very lively forum with lots of great information posted uh, every day um, we have our programming online with uh, uh, the zoom platform chief McCormick Matt McCormick the chief of police for Milford borough is going to be doing story time reading to children this Thursday evening and we have other kinds of programming coming up for that um, we're active in a lot of different ways there are many 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 people in this community uh, in, uh, in Milford and nearby communities in Pike County who are helping in whatever ways that they can. One of the big initiatives right now is getting greater acceptance of people wearing face coverings, uh, masks or scarves or bandanas when they go out. And we've seen a lot of progress uh, in that uh, yesterday at the local Key Foods. Almost every customer was wearing uh, a face mask, uh, face covering of some sort. So yes. that's good progress. Oh, looking for a universal masking. All right, Dr. Doug Mannion, uh, I do see we uh, added, uh, unfortunately, another, another death to the total in Pike County. Yeah, so we're now up to 125 cases with two deaths in the county. For the state of Pennsylvania overall, there's about 70,000 people that have been tested, 13,000 were positive, and uh, 1,145 patients were hospitalized with 162 deaths. Uh, and if you look, the, uh, Department of Pennsylvania, the uh, Pennsylvania Department of Health has a really, really good website that actually updates all these numbers on a daily basis and also gives the distribution of um, age ranges of people who are tested positive. And if you look at that site, you'll see that the distribution is fairly even amongst people over the age of 25. There's relatively few cases, less than 10% total of the cases diagnosed are under the age of 25. Uh, and then 40% are 25 to 50, 30% are 50 to 64, and 20% are 65 and over. 
They also tell us uh, the age group of people who are hospitalized and half of the patients who are hospitalized are in the over 65 age group and that's consistent with what was seen in other countries like Italy and China and the like. So it is it is here. I think it's irrefutable that it's here. I don't think anyone is, is pushing back anymore and we're really at the phase now where we need to hold each other's virtual hands and make sure that everyone is doing everything they can do to flatten the curve. And there was some, there is some good news around the world about flattening the curve. So China, although there's some question marks about how um, how uh, much we can rely on data coming out of the Chinese government, but they claim at least the last 24 hours they had zero deaths. So that's the first time since early December that they're able to say that. So that's outstanding. Uh, Italy, the number of deaths per day is dropping from a high of over 900 to just over 500 yesterday. So that's good. Spain is also looking like it's leveling off and. According to the governor of New York, uh, deaths in in New York are are stable. They're not they're not so about the same number per day in the 200 range, uh, but they're not continuing to you know rise at the rate that they had been rising. It's very early in terms of of the New York piece, but clearly physical isolation, disinfecting, hand washing, wearing masks, it clearly will work. We just have to stick to it. Let's talk a little bit about the universal masking. Uh- Homemade masks, just uh, important just to cover with anything you can come up with at this time? Uh, yes. Yes. And in fact, the even if it's a cloth mask, it's still better than no mask. It's funny, I was just you know uh, walking around town this morning with my mask on, and I just was doing some tests about when you breathe out, try breathing out with no mask on, uh, with your hand up against your face, and then put your mask on and breathe out. And you, you can just feel that there's a marked difference in terms of the amount of air that you feel in your hand. And, and that's what you're trying to achieve. Is it going to catch every virus? Probably not. But the idea here is to minimize as much as possible um, the amount of air expelled that kind of can linger for up to three hours with virus in it. And most importantly, to capture any droplets, which will be captured by cloth or surgical masks. You don't need to have the N95s to catch the larger droplets that have a lot more virus in it when you're sneezing and coughing and the like. What do you feel as far as... Uh the availability of masks, should this uh, improve over the next uh, week or so? Will we uh, have uh, the ability to, uh, the general public, purchase masks? you think that'll change at all? Well, maybe Sean can speak to that because I know he's made some purchases. Sean? Right. So in terms of purchasing masks, the uh, there are uh, uh, both entrepreneurs who are making masks of their own, of the, the cloth masks, the do-it-yourself masks. Uh, so those are certainly available online, but there are lots of volunteers making them as well. Go to Facebook, to any of the, the mask-making pages or any of the pages on COVID-19 locally. There are people on there who have masks. So we want to get masks to anybody who, who needs them. In terms of purchasing you know, hospital-grade masks or N95, those are really what are being left for healthcare workers. Uh, they are sometimes uh, available in small quantities online. Uh, there's one person locally who's been terrific, who's had a connection uh, with a supplier in China who's been uh, providing them to uh, local hospitals. Um, but uh, but the, the shortage of the hospital-grade masks uh, is still very real, uh, which is why we encourage people to use masks or bandanas or scarves uh, that they make create themselves rather than buy the, the ones for medical workers. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a good thing. All right, so we invite everybody who's listening to this right now. If you're just joining us, uh, you can find this at RadioBowl.com, as well as some other local interviews we've done with area officials. Uh, We are podcasting these events. You can find it at RadioBowl.com.
Mayor Sean Struba Milford, Dr. Doug Mannion. We'll touch base again uh, maybe a little later on this week with another Milford COVID Volunteer Task Force update. Great. Thank you so much for this. Terrific. Thank you, George. All right. You guys have a fantastic day. Gentlemen, have a great day, and we'll talk to you probably on Thursday. Okay. Cheers. Bye.